Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Hamid Akbari. He's the CEO at Blanc Labs. Hamid, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelsey. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So, Hamid, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, you know, in my heart, by, 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 by background and training, I'm an engineer and scientist. I was coding since I was a teenager. Um, then I became a serial entrepreneur almost by accident. Let me share this story. Uh, in my undergrad time, I was an engineering student, uh, summertime, third year. I happened to be a software product that became a success. And became a success meaning that customer loved it, came back to us, paid for the software, so it turned into a growing business. So that same summer toward the end of it, I had a, like, about a team of 40 and actually a company that was making profit. Mm-hmm. So that transformed me from an introvert engineer to a leader because I learned very quickly that my job is not coding anymore. My job is to assemble the best and brightest mm-hmm. and you know help them grow in the same direction, meaning leading them. Mm-hmm. So that was a transformation journey for me. Mm-hmm. And over time, I moved up my leadership game. Mm-hmm. I had a successful exit from that company. Uh, later on, I took an MBA degree to learn more about more education about how to lead uh, and how to build new businesses. I worked on a strategy consultant, worked with some larger businesses to help them to transform themselves to a better strategic direction. Worked mm-hmm. a little bit in a boutique investment banking group on the finance side. Mm-hmm. And then I got my PhD in business here in Toronto. After your PhD, typically you go back to university, become a professor, meaning that you teach and do research. And that's what I've been doing for a few years. Mm-hmm. But I've always been very passionate about building businesses that mm-hmm. you know serve a purpose, you know, address kind of an unaddressed need or serve client better than anyone else. So for some time, I was uh, had a full-time job as a university professor. I was, I would say, a full-time day job, <laughs> and a night job on building and growing a business. I about two years ago, I resigned from my full-time university position to scale my company, Blanc Labs, to the next level. And here, here, uh, here I am, like uh, really, really, you know, passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the product, the service uh, we offer to our client, the value we our client. I'm very proud about the team we have and we're building. I can hear the passion about your entrepreneurship and your voice. And it sounds like all of that led us to Blanc Labs. So tell me, tell me about Blanc Labs. Uh, Absolutely. So in Blanc Labs, uh, we typically work with scale-up companies, uh, past startup, they need to scale really rapidly and Mm -hmm. uh, quickly, and mid-sized enterprise companies to help them achieve growth, to help them grow faster than the competition and move up from a mid-market or second tier to the first tier. And the way we do, we work with them on technology innovation roadmap, or we work with them on digital transformation. Right? So we accelerate the digital transformation so that they, they leverage the power of technology and pick up market share or improve the customer experience. And that's exactly what we do for our clients, really focus on how technology can help a mid-market, a second-tier company serve their customer better than anyone else. And in doing so, grow faster than the competition. 
Mm-hmm. So talking about those companies who, you know, are past that level of startup, talk to me a little bit about, you know, uh, if you see trends in the area, is there a specific size company you see? Um, is there a specific vertical? Talk to me a little bit about that. So typically the customer base that you serve best, right, that segment you serve best are, you know, in mid-size enterprise around, you know, 250 people to about two, like, like 1,500, 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And in that specific niche, we serve them better than much larger companies like Accenture, IBM, Deloitte, mm-hmm. uh, on the strategy side, McKinsey and BCG, because mm-hmm. like it's not affordable for them to hire those big guys. And the big guys come not only with a high price tag, but also they're not as agile and as fast for the need of this segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually the mid-size seg- segment, we serve them better than anyone else. And that's our expertise. Mm-hmm. And the trend I see in that segment is that because in the mid-size segment, you don't have many resources. You don't mm-hmm. have tons of people to look for innovation and you know, monitor various trends and things like that. But two things typically happen. Uh, number one is that they're missing out on growth uh, possibility on the technology side, which is, which is really our expertise. Mm-hmm. So let's say a company work on like decentralized technology, but really miss certain elements of you know, blockchain mm-hmm. or you know, like have a product for the client, but really miss certain you know, kind of detail in terms of you know, the cloud and data and AI. And because, because of that, they're not really fully tapped into yeah. Uh, their potential essentially because mm-hmm. they just don't see all the trends. They can't scan all the trends. So they're mm-hmm. missing out on major tech trends that could be amazing opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. The second challenge I see with this segment is that because they really don't have don't have like big teams, mm-hmm. they don't get the right return on investment on the technology investment because mm-hmm. they don't have enough expertise, for example, to build the right architecture that initially give them flexibility to the market. But also down the road, they can scale fast enough and don't get caught in problem or not, not enough experience to really most make most out of data mm-hmm. and make the right decision mm-hmm. in time, essentially. So they're missing out getting the right ROI from their, their investment because they don't necessarily have really the top talent in every single segment. Just they can't afford to have it everywhere, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit more. You've been able to scale Blanc Labs. Talk to me a little bit about what that scaling process looked like, because you quit your job as a professor to be able to pursue this full time. So talk to me a little bit about what that looked like. Definitely. I think when we talk about the scaling, first, it comes back to what problem you're solving. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not solving any problem for our customer. It's really become difficult to survive, not to mention scale. If you start from there, like what's the problem you're solving? I think most entrepreneurs start right there. They're very passionate about solving your problem. They're very close to that problem so they can solve that problem better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. If you solve a problem and you know you can solve that problem better than anyone else, uh, we have you know, what we call a product market fit or a service market fit because what you're offering is appealing to the customers they're willing to pay for. It. That's mm-hmm. a step one. And usually a startup that ready to scale or pass at a stage or somehow in that journey or make, make progress enough, they're still working on it, or they progress enough. The second piece, if you're solving the right problem, is that, okay, you solve a problem, you have a need, you're serving them well. How to, rather than serving, say, five customers, say, 50, or from on a, a business to consumer B2C, you know, solving problem for 10,000, starting from for a million. How you scale it? Mm-hmm. And the scaling it usually is about, you know, commercialization and scale, sales and marketing and partnership. 
And that's expensive and difficult. And if you're an entrepreneur solving a technical problem or non-technical problem, you're very good at that. You're a domain expert. But it doesn't mean that you necessarily know how to, you know, promote it out at a scale to the whole world or your industry or niche, mm-hmm. right? How to write, how to message it out so that the audience know about you. If they don't know about you, they will not come to you. Mm-hmm. They need to know about you. They need to know what you're unique, what is unique about you. They need to know see some proof points so that they know you're really, you're real, you're credible essentially. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like a kind of some action items that gradually get to know you and trust you. And those things are not easy. I think a big challenge is for a start to scale up is that entrepreneurs are really good in solving problems better than anyone else, but have not been necessarily trained how to market it to a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, number two, right? What is like, what is, what that marketing would look like, what that sales look like. And that has its own science, right? How you really identify your target customer, Mm-hmm. Like my persona, how to tell a story, how to back it up with logic and fact, and so forth. I think that's the second challenge. The third challenge, assuming you can overcome the second challenge, either you learn yourself, or if you are skilled enough, really leverage the leverage uh, uh, the resources around the right agencies, the right team to figure that out. The third challenge is that. Now the customer coming to you and you don't want to be always heard that then raise the course. If you can message really well and you solve that problem better than anyone else, suddenly mm-hmm. from 10, you end up with hundreds, right? And then are you ready to serve them? Like yeah. deliver to them, right? And that, that requires, you know, building the right team, scaling mm-hmm. that right team fast enough. And then suddenly it's a, they find themselves the third challenge of building their team fast enough, making sure the team is well-trained, they can they can keep that customer excellence and customer delight at a higher scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once they all do all three, I think they master the game. Mm-hmm. And in your experience, talk to me about the importance of having a mission and having a vision for a startup. I think that's the first thing, in my opinion. I think everything for entrepreneurs start with a vision. Mm-hmm. A vision is like a guiding the star, guiding in a difficult situation, guiding them to make the right decision. And vision is really partially about dream that they're very passionate about, right? But partially is about the problem, right? So when I see a problem, like as an entrepreneur, like if an entrepreneur is a problem, is that the problem they want to solve? Do they have a different vision for that? Whereas, whereas what exists today, if you want to do the same thing, why us? There are larger companies out there who can achieve the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing. So really, I think the vision is the big driver for the entrepreneur, for the, that mid-sized market, what the future will look like. Mm-hmm. And that vision, not only if done well, uh, direct the team, allow mm-hmm. them to attract the right talent, but that vision, I would say, help them make the right decision along the journey mm-hmm. and help them kind of like in a, pur- in, in a purpose-driven way, way to get to the client and serve them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really number one. Mm-hmm. If you have the right vision, then number two typically is build the right team to mm-hmm. that vision. Mm-hmm. Because one of the mistakes we make as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs is that, and I'm guilty of that mistake as well in my early years and career, is that we want to get everything done and we can't, right? Mm-hmm. It's 24 hours per day, seven days a week. We're all limited. No one can be expecting every single thing. How we can build the right team so that we build on shoulder of each other, we complement each other, and then collectively as a whole, we serve our customers better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And number three with vision and team that a lot of times we overlook is that, you know, like the cash, you know, the financial part. If you're a yeah. mid-market company, second-tier company want to grow and scale, not yet a massive enterprise like Google and Microsoft. If you're a startup going to scale up, 
by 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 default we don't have unlimited cash right mm-hmm. how to pursue our vision and build the right team with the limited financial resources we have and that requires some balanced delicate decision and a very methodical step by step way to get us there but the whole three thing are connected because you could have a unrealistic vision not necessarily something that I can pursue, whereas a, a vision that I can pursue in a step-by-step process mm-hmm. with the right team to get us there mm-hmm. and really being cognizant of the financial resources I have. Like it's like, almost like a triangle in my perspective. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to be a leader and get your team where you're going if you don't know how you're going to get there. Talking about the mission, you need to have a plan, you need to have a path. Like you said, you need to have the team um, behind you to pave, uh, to to make the path and pave the way for where you plan on going. So talking about kind of paving the way um, and finding that direction for you, how do you make the brand stand out from your competition? That's a really good question in terms of how to make the brand stand out. How do we differentiate? Mm -hmm. So one of the way we differentiate is that we start from the value we deliver to the client. Mm-hmm. And we take pride to you know serve the meat the meat market the meat size enterprise or a scale up better than anyone else. Again, in technology strategy and technology consulting, which is uh, what we do, uh, you know, every single day. Mm-hmm. So, so the way we do that, the way we deliver the best value to them, number one, is start from understanding their needs and what are the metric that is important to them, right? Our customer mm-hmm. ultimately wants to leverage the power of technology to pick up market share to serve their customer better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that means that in, in, in turn lead into, uh, you know, a better revenue or better profitability and higher market share. To get there, we, number one, we leverage domain expertise. So mm-hmm. when we serve a segment of customers, usually we, we try to understand their business, we invest enough to understand the business better than anyone else mm-hmm. and leverage the domain expertise of that industry to solve the right problems mm-hmm. for example being is that we've done a lot of work in the mid-sized financial services industry to understand the whole lending process on the writing process banking core banking payment and that allows us to serve the customer better than a general agency who doesn't have that domain expertise same for digital healthcare client that we have the second thing is that we are at that sweet uh, size, I would say, that in a way we're still nimble and small enough to really listen, understand, you know, what the customer needs and be agile, but mm-hmm. also large enough, not small, but not too small, large enough to have that level of sophistication and caliber of talent that a lot of time our customers can't afford to hire, mm-hmm. right? If they want to hire best in every single area, it becomes too expensive for them. And it's, it's going to be even very difficult for them to attract a single talent in a new area, whereas they have that talent essentially to, to, to offer that expertise. And as a result of that, we can deliver to them like big results, but mm-hmm. with an affordable price tag, mm-hmm. like cheaper than what they could have done in-house, mm-hmm. but also faster and with better outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about this digital academy that Blanc Labs offers. That's a really good question. So in technology, we are in the business of talent before anything else. Okay. Our job is to get the best architects, the best engineers, the best scientists, and put them in front of customers. Like the type of people that our clients can hire themselves and cannot retain themselves, essentially. So everything is served with talent, right? And for us to be successful, we need to get the best and brightest in every single nation. 
Mm-hmm. So it's done two things. Number one, to serve our customers, uh, which are primarily in North America, but we've gone beyond North America. In the same time zone, we look at North and South America to be able to get the best and brightest because we believe it doesn't matter if you are, you know, Colombian or Argentinian, Canadian, or American, Chinese or Ukrainian. You know, the top talent is everywhere. We need to find the best. So mm-hmm. we look beyond North America to be able to convince the best to join us. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, everything starts from, you know, junior level, moving up, mm-hmm. train for what our client needs, all the way to senior level. Yeah. And to make it happen, we build relationship with universities. At this stage, with South American universities, mm-hmm. uh, call it Digital Academy, we go in early stage around, you know, second year student, third year student in STEM, yeah. science and technology uh, majors, essentially. Yeah. We, we bring them in and then we train them, right? Uh, we train them, we put certain courses for them, we help them to update their resume. Mm-hmm. We help them build a better career. Essentially, we help them prepare for their career after graduation. Mm-hmm. Now, by doing so, it looks like a lot of pro bono freebie work to help university students mm-hmm. become really ready for the global marketplace. Mm-hmm. But by doing so, we build relationships, build our brand among those students. And guess what? When they graduates, we know them already. We yeah. are the best of them already. Yeah. And that's how we, you know, you have hired 100 people in your, your cohort. And then, you know, who are the top five one? And they already yeah. know about you, right? So yeah. odds are we hire two out of those five ahead of the competition. Yeah. So, you know, you, based on your expertise, are the best of the best. So being able to take your expertise, the knowledge that you've learned over the years and being able to attract and retain that talent um, and then, you know, give that to your companies, you know, your clients. It sounds like that is, you know, a really core tenant and part of Blanc Labs. Absolutely. Two folds. One is that having the best talent deliver value to our customers. Mm-hmm. And second thing, our customers also, as they work with us, they also need to build their own in-house capabilities a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Having the best trained people, the most talented people, help them set up their own internal team so the long-term, they become self-sustainable, mm-hmm. which is really the long-term good thing for our customers as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're setting up with your client, what does that process look like from you know the beginning of getting involved with a company? Talk to me a little bit about that. Typically, like uh, for our customer to start start with us understanding their pain point mm-hmm. and vision. You mentioned the important vision. Nothing is important for us. It's important for the customer as well. Mm-hmm. What's their vision? You know what what the persona we engage with us. Whether it's head of a, a specific business or head of technology or the CEO. Mm-hmm. What is that they want to achieve? How do they see the future downstream when the project is done or if you're down the road? Understanding that, what their vision look like, what they want to achieve, and what are the key metrics they care about? Is it really customer experience? Is it, you know, market share? Is it revenue? Is it profitability? Is it, you know, how fast they set cost understanding that allows us to set up the rest of the teams, right? Mm-hmm. And them typically we partner up, we build joint team so that the customer team and our team work together. Mm-hmm. One united team and mm-hmm. the results together and we bring expertise and support yeah. obviously but yeah. the customer team who knows their business very well are also very engaged in the process so i think like two teams become one today yeah yeah and then we set up some like a i would say a frequent governance meeting mm-hmm. like weekly monthly quarterly to keep reviewing what we were mm-hmm. supposed to achieve mm-hmm. what are the metrics how are we performing against the metrics? Is everyone happy? Mm-hmm. Are there challenges? You know, from time to time, there are some challenges that without pointing to anyone, 
It mm-hmm. could be for various reasons, but the key is that identify those challenges fast enough mm-hmm. and tackle those challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talked about you know several different uh, differentiating factors of Blanc Labs, but it also sounds like one of the key ones too is that collaborative spirit, that accessibility, and really the talent and expertise that you bring to you know a company to be an extension of their own team. Absolutely. In fact, one of our core values uh, is partnering for success. We mm-hmm. are perceived by our customers as well that we're very collaborative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we work with the customer, we put their, their hats on in a way we wear t- t-shirts, right? So mm-hmm. what's good for them? Because I truly believe if you you do what's good for the customer and that they will take care of you, not the other way around, right? Yeah. Because we are here to serve them, not the other way around, essentially. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in doing so, growth and profit for us is a byproduct. Is that is a is a side effect, right? It's a side outcome rather than you know directing to pursue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Hamid, if you were to leave our listeners with one little nugget of information, either about Blanc Labs, about the industry, or about your leadership experience, what would you leave our listeners with? So that that's really a good question. I think I would say it's all about um, it's all about like at least for entrepreneur mid-sized market, it's all about having. Having, having the right vision that is fine to you and the team, number one, and really the team, right? Vision and team, these two will move mountain. You mm-hmm. get the right vision and direction, you have the right team, nothing will stop you. Everything is going to be extraordinary, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, Hamid, this has been a great conversation you know, about Blanc Labs, about your own experience, about the importance of vision, about collaboration. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas. Again, Hamid Akbari, he's the CEO at Blanc Labs. Welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate it. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.